When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian and Trickin. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by the wonderful people at PitcherList.com. I am your host, Brian Entrickin, a.k.a. KC Bubba. You can find me on the old Twitter there at BD Entrick, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. And I am here to talk some baseball with you, get you ready for your Wednesday, April 26th, full day of action from start to finish while recapping all the fun that took place on Tuesday, the good, the bad, and the ugly around baseball. So let's get out of here with the recent news and notes. Shintaro Fujinama, Fujinami, sorry of the Oakland Athletics will be heading to the bullpen. It's been a rough go starting out with the A's. It was, it was Fuji Saturdays is what they were calling it over in Oakland and because uh, he pitched every Saturday for him. That's pretty self-explanatory. But, um, yeah, it was not great. People even said when he came over from Japan that he'd be built better for the bullpen potentially just for his arsenal. And we're about to find out he'll be available starting Wednesday out of the pen. Hopefully it's a better situation for Fujinami. And uh, with that being said, the A's are calling up their number 18 pitching prospect, our overall 18 prospect, Luis Medina from the minors. He should be, he's going to make his debut on Wednesday against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. He has a 386 ERA, 11 Ks over nine and a third innings. That's three appearances. So I don't know how stretched out he's going to be. So, you DFS folks out there, that's a whole lot of Oakland A's bullpen coming your way on Wednesday. All right, Brian Reynolds, some good news here. He's on the bereavement list. But that's not the good news. The good news is. Uh, Reynolds and the Pirates reached an agreement on an eight-year, $106.8 million contract extension with no opt-out clause. So much for Brian Reynolds demanding a trade. I guess he had the leverage in this one, folks. So he will be staying a Pittsburgh Pirate for a while before they decide to trade him again. But it's good to see the Pirates are the best record. Or they're in first place, best record in baseball. They're playing great. And now they're spending money. This is crazy. Oakland Athletics, take notes, please. It's funny how this works. Uh, great news for Cleveland. On Wednesday, Tanner Bybee will be making his debut, barring some foolishness. It seems like every day now I've had the um, just the whirlwind roulette of the Cleveland starting staff, and I, I mentioned it on yesterday's show that it was supposed to be you know someone else, and he came out of the bullpen, so he's not involved. So it looked like it was maybe Tanner Bybee. Bybee got scratched from his start on Tuesday night. He should be making his way to Cleveland to make his start through three games in AAA this year, 15 and a third innings pitched, three earned. Eight walks, 19 Ks. So if you limit the walks, he's in business. He's got some electric stuff. People are saying he could be just as good, if not better, than Brandon Fought. And everyone's been drooling over Brandon Fought. So here's another fun one with Tanner Bybee. They still have Logan Allen, who doesn't have an actual day to pitch yet this week. So I might be updating you on more Cleveland Guardians rotation throughout the week. But for now, Wednesday, it's Tanner Bybee Day. Let's have some fun. I mentioned on uh, yesterday's episode that the Diamondbacks devoted Dre Jameson to the Miners. <laughs> they were not done, folks. On Tuesday, they sent the slumping Jake McCarthy to AAA. McCarthy's hitting just 143 on the year with one home run and one stolen base. 
came up last year, stole bases everywhere, was a fantasy darling. He was being drafted in the seventh round in a lot of drafts this year. Things have not panned out for Mr. Jake McCarthy. Hopefully he can figure it out in the minors. Sean Maniah was scratched from the, the uh, start tonight for the Giants on Tuesday night. Um, but in a weird turn of events, Gabe Kapler style, after Brebia opened and went uh, about an inning and a third, Sean Maniah comes in and throws an inning and a third. So he didn't just get like pushed back. He got scratched, and then there's an opener involved out of nowhere. Um, Maniah allowed a solo home run to Tommy Edmond and struck out two in his inning and a third work. And it's just, it goes on the show I've mentioned with Alex Cobb on other shows, and, and this just the way they're handling these starters. It's frustrating, folks. Frustrating from a fantasy standpoint. In a surprising move, a very not good surprising, a angry surprising move, the Tampa Bay Rays sent Taj Bradley back to AAA. Their reasoning, instead of just being men about it and saying, hey, we're manipulating his time because that's what they're doing. They cannot tell me otherwise. Um, they are sending him down so he can get used to a more of a five-man rotation instead of a six-man rotation, which he's become accustomed to so far this season. They want to get him properly stretched out. And the reason I I really am adamant on this um, this manipulation of time thing, if they want to worry about stretching him out properly and slowly getting him into the five-day work, they have mastered the art of the opener, which they're doing on Wednesday anyways with Fleming. Um, you can do that with Taj if you'd like, or just let him pitch. He's been great. Um, he's gone three and zero in his three starts with a three five two ERA, two seven eight xFIP, and a thirty five percent K to walk. Early reports are hoping he's going to be back, or assuming he'll be back in about a month, three to four weeks, maybe a month. That'll give him enough time to get properly stretched out, and I think that also properly lines up with the time they need to waste before they bring him back. So. I'm holding him if I am rostering Taj Bradley for now, unless you're desperate to move on. But I think he's going to be back sooner than later. You're going to miss like four or five starts at the most, and then he's going to be back for you for hopefully another 15-plus. That would be pretty tremendous if that's the case. Jose Siri on a, a footnote for the uh, the Rays. He was activated from the IL, went 0 for 2 with a walk. Vidal Brujan was sent back down to AAA. Man, big-time prospect just has not figured it out with Tampa Bay. The Mets sent Edwin Yuseta to the IEL and recalled Jose Butto, who is our Buto, who was expected to start on Wednesday. Um, in his only start so far this year, actually, he's not starting on Wednesday. Senga is starting on Wednesday. Uh, Jose Butto, I believe, is not starting Thursday. So keep that in mind. That, like, these rotations are flipping. It feels like I'm in September, and it's only April. These rosters are just flipping left and right right now. But uh, everywhere I go, like I made this note two hours ago, and it's changed already. So you got that going for you. Um, he's expected to start on Thursday. His only start this year when he faced Oakland was five innings, allowing one run, walked four, and struck out two. He's made two other starts in the minors. So he stretched out whenever he gets out there. Just depends on the, the scenario and the matchup. And if he still even pitches on Thursday, he should, but we'll see. Um, Evan Phillips returned from the paternity uh, list for the Dodgers on Tuesday. The weird part was, though, especially the Brewster Gratterall on the paternity list, you think Evan Phillips would slot right back into the closer's job. No, he came in in the sixth inning. Someone else got the save in the ninth. We'll talk about that a little later in the show. Another Dodgers note here, Tony Gonsolin will make his season debut for the Dodgers on Wednesday. Um, he's been battling that injury all throughout spring training. He's coming back. They're saying Dave Roberts said no more than four innings, maybe less. So it's just a tune-up, you know, something the Rays could do with Taj Bradley. But the Dodgers are doing with Tony Gonsolin. Crazy, crazy how that works. No manipulation of time, though, I promise. There's, they're not doing that. More Dodgers news. 
J.D. Martinez tweaked his back on Sunday um, and his day-to-day. Dave Roberts and the Dodgers are hoping that J.D. can return on Wednesday. He's feeling better on Tuesday. Keep your eyes peeled on lineups as they come out on Wednesday. I mentioned the A's are calling up Luis Medina. That'll be interesting to see how that pans out. At least the A's, I'll say this much, they're bringing guys up. You know, Mason Miller pitched on Tuesday. They brought Medina up. They've been bringing position players up. They're at least doing that much, which actually kind of surprises me because if any team wants to manipulate time, you'd think the Oakland Athletics would be the first in line for that one. So that is kind of interesting. Atlanta Braves, Michael Harris will begin a rehab assignment with AAA Gwinnett on Wednesday. Uh, no timetable yet for his return. It's obviously just how does he feel, you know, let's play seven innings, let's take a day off, let's play nine innings, let's play back-to-back nines. They're going to slow play like they've been doing the whole time. They want him back, but they're also red hot and one of the best teams in baseball. They're not in a hurry to get him back. So get him back fully healthy instead of rushing him back is the best-case scenario. Chicago Cubs, Kyle Hendricks is expected to make a rehab start in Iowa on Thursday, so he's moving back towards the rotation here slowly but surely. Uh, a couple bad news situations here for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, big-time outfield prospect Sal Frelick. Uh, people thought he might get called up and Garrett Mitchell was injured, but he was battling a hand injury. Well, it was bad. He had thumb surgery and will miss at least six to eight weeks, so he'll be out for some time. Looks like Joey Weimer's job in Milwaukee is locked in right now. He's playing great defensive center field as well. So just wait for that bat to come around. He's a very talented player. He will be just fine. Uh, another note for the Brew Crew, Garrett Mitchell. We knew the shoulder injury was bad. He had a second opinion. Second opinion came back bad. So he will need shoulder surgery likely out for the rest of the season. Uh, side note, if this isn't redundant by now, if you were on the Los Angeles Dodgers around the All-Star break last year, chances are you're on the paternity list. Cody Bellinger now has been placed on the paternity list. Bonkers stuff here, folks. Bonkers stuff. Baltimore Orioles' Austin Hayes left Tuesday's game with a bruised hand that he suffered in the third inning when he was uh, attempting to place a bunt down. Rules, folks, don't bunt. That's how baseball should be played. Just kidding, kind of. Uh, X-rays were negative, but more testing will take place on Wednesday to see the severity of the hand injury. See, hopefully it's just a bruised contusion, and it'll be day-to-day. Last but not least, Eric Lauer of the Milwaukee Brewers suffered a torn fingernail on Tuesday. Ouch. But he says he'll make his next start. We shall see. Torn fingernail, obviously, it's got a heel. Then he can pitch. We'll see how it goes with Eric Lauer. Let's check out some hitting highlights from your Tuesday, April 25th. Ozzy Albies, two for four with two home runs. Two runs scored, two RBIs on Tuesday. He's now hitting 263 on the year with seven long balls, 11 runs scored, and 23 RBIs. Hitting six most games for the Atlanta Braves. Striking out 16.8% of the time. He's having a great offensive season. The only downside Zero stolen bases so far. So that is the bummer because this was a guy that was like a 20-20 on his way to possibly a 30-30 guy before a couple injuries caught up with him, still not running. But the bat is looking to be back, which is a big plus for Ozzy Albies. Uh, Jan Gomes, this is a big one. A uh, guy I know most don't care by now, but I was I, I was big on as a catcher too in deep, deep formats because I loved what he could do if he could get a lot of the playing time with the Cubs, and he's getting a lot of the playing time with the Cubs. And he went four for four on Tuesday night against Blake Snell on the Padres with a home run, two runs scored, and three RBIs. On the season now, Jan Gomes is in 309 with five home runs, 10 runs scored, and 12 RBIs. Quite the productive catcher, too, around baseball. Last but not least, Jared Kelnick does it again, folks. Three for four, double, homer, run scored, RBI. Kelnick is now hitting 342 with seven home runs, 11 runs scored, and 14 RBIs and three stolen bases. He could put together like a 25 to 30 home run season with 15 plus stolen bases this year. He is back. He is good. Prospect growth is not linear, folks. Make sure you remember that. 
For more details on the day's top hitters, check out the Daily Batters Box at PitcherList.com. Some starting pitching highlights from your Tuesday's action here. Jose Barrios keeps it going. Seven shutout innings, four hits, one walk, nine Ks against Chicago White Sox. 16 whiffs, 37% ZSW on 103 pitches. Barrios was working it, and now that gives him three straight just beautiful starts where he's combined for 19 innings pitched, three earned, two walks, and 18 strikeouts. Uh, I know some people uh, in my circle have were picking him up on the waiver wire this past weekend just to speculate. Uh, he's going to be a lot more expensive if he's still out there for you. He's definitely streamable. He's pretty much roster rule in 12 demon deepers in my mind. There will be certain starts he will blow up still. He's not going to be great, but I think you're going to get a, a good run of starts from him more often than not, the way he's looking like the Barrios of old. It was great to see Luis Garcia back up his big performance his last time out, this time in Tampa Bay. Six shutout, three hits, two walks, seven Ks against the Rays. 15 whiffs, 32% CSW on 97 pitches. That gives Barrios or uh, Luis Garcia in his last two starts 13 shutout innings with five hits, three walks, and 16 strikeouts. Looks like he's figuring out how to rock the baby with the pitch clock. That's I was not worried about Luis Garcia, and even his last start, there were still some underlying metrics that didn't look great, but he was effective. He was adamant on how the pitch clock was best was going to mess him up. He said it right out the gate. It was going to be an issue because he's like the Johnny Cueto types of the world that likes to do different motions on the mound and rock the baby and do things. He likes to upset timing. Well, they were taking time away from him, so that made things difficult. He looks like he's starting to figure things out. That is great to see for Luis Garcia. Josiah Gray does it again. This is the Jekyll and Hyde. He's going to be back and forth. It's going to be a wild go, but he's going to have, it seems like more starts like this than he used to. Six innings, no earned, four hits, one walk, nine Ks, uh, with 20 whiffs, 37% CSW, and 91 pitches. The ratios still aren't ideal for Josiah Gray, but the strikeouts have been great. He's going to be streamable, definitely streamable, but even some of those streams are going to be headaches. So just know that um, he's got great ceilings, but the floor is the basement. So be very careful with Josiah Gray. Make sure to tune into the Plus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock and read his daily SP roundup to get caught up on all things starting pitching. And I believe Mr. Pollock will be back for you on Wednesday. He had a rather rough root canal. We were thinking of you, Nick, and he should be able to talk and record. And you can hear his luxurious voice on the airways talking pitching on Wednesday. Let's talk some relief pitchers for you here. Ryan Helsley blows the save for the St. Louis Cardinals. He went in with a 4-2 lead in the ninth. RBI double to Yastrzemski. Two-run walk-off bomb to Blake Sable. I'm not a Giants fan. I'm not giddy right now. But I'm just telling you, Ryan Helsley with the blown save, which is a rarity for the big man for the Cardinals. I mentioned earlier that Evan Phillips returned and pitched the sixth inning. Guess who got the save? I guarantee if you walked into a bar right now, you could walk up and give people a list of the Dodgers bullpen. And at least, like I'd say, three quarters, if not more, the people would not have picked this name. Shelby Miller. Yes, that Shelby Miller picked up the save on Tuesday night for Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, He's been pitching really well out of the bullpen, actually, like really well out of the bullpen. I don't think this is a long-term thing. Obviously, Evan Phillips should still get his. Gratterall will be back from the paternity list soon. But Shelby Miller has been very effective for you in those deeper leagues that use saves holds or you just want some good ratio relievers. He's a man to look at. Shelby Miller is very much a guy to look at. For more about the relief pitching and bullpens, make sure you check out the Reliever Ranks article on PitcherList.com. All right, before we get into your Wednesday action preview, all the good stuff for April 26th, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. 
Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. And welcome back to the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. I am your host, Brian Inchkin, a.k.a. KC Bubba. Let's get a quick look at the weather from the one, the only, Mark Paquette. Thank you very much, Brian. Well, we get a couple of games to keep an eye on uh, today, and they're both afternoon games. One's going to be in Cincinnati, and the other is going to be in Cleveland as they host the Rockies. Both these games will see cool weather, some showery weather. It's certainly not an all-day soaking rain, so I think they'll be able to get this game in. But just keep an eye out. There could be a, a delay or two, but I don't think it's really a big deal. Back to you. Thanks, Mark. As always, we appreciate your help with the weather. It's getting a little dicey up in the Northeast for us on Wednesday. So we'll have to keep an eye on that as the day goes on. But some of the bats I'm looking at from a DFS perspective on the early action, love the Milwaukee Brew Crew versus Lorenzen. And anytime you can attack Kopech, you do that too. So get some going there with the uh, the Jays in that matchup. But I love Milwaukee versus Lorenzen. For your main slate, game stack, uh, the A's and the Angels. A's for Sandoval, Angels versus Medina, and the A's bullpen. I'll be game stacking that one up in a big, big way. Pitcher side of things, though, I love me some Bryce Elder versus the Miami Marlins. Bryce has been consistent. Strikeouts have been there. He's going five-plus innings in most starts. Great matchup versus the Marlins. Very excited to see that one. And then for the day action, give me some Yusei Kikuchi versus the White Sox. We saw Barrios make it three straight. Bassett was looking decent for a while there in his start. Kikuchi's been very good in three out of his four starts. One and runner less in three of four starts. He's been very, very good, and some improvements have been made that have been well-documented. So Kikuchi versus the White Sox, a depleted White Sox offense. I'll take my chances there. A couple things I'm looking forward to on your Wednesday, April 26th. We have a full day of baseball action. For baseball nerds like myself and others, not just fantasy nerds, baseball nerds, we get games starting at 12.35 p.m. Eastern. For me, that's 9.35 in the morning. That is amazing. And it goes all the way. The last game starts like 9.40 p.m. Eastern, 6.40 my time. It's a full day of baseball, which is absolutely outstanding. Um, I'm looking forward to Bryce Elder versus Sandy Alcantara. Sandy got a start pushback because of the injury he suffered. Not serious, thank goodness. But Sandy has been not looking Sandy-esque his last two starts. Want to see that? And he gets to face the Braves, one of the hottest offenses in all of baseball. Then you have Bryce Elder, who's been pitching very, very well. Looking forward to that matchup. Then I'm always interested in Hunter Brown. You know, he had two rough starts, Back to back now. He had two really good starts after some rough starts. Can he keep it going? He has to face the Rays, which is very difficult. I love seeing these young kids having to kind of mature on the scene, battle the diversity. How do they handle that? Like we saw Taj Bradley on Monday give up runs early against a very good Houston team, settled down, went strong, picked up the dub. That is glorious. That's what you want to see from these young arms. I want to see what Hunter Brown's got up his sleeve. 
on Wednesday and a very tough matchup versus the Astros. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Hope you guys enjoy your set of Wednesday action. Again, full day for you. If you have any questions, you just want to reach out, you want to talk baseball, I'm on Twitter at BDentric, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. But most importantly, go to PitcherList.com. You can talk to a lot of people there if you join PL Pro, PL Plus, and that'll get you into the Discord where everyone's talking baseball, fantasy baseball, 24-7 up in there. You want to do that, plus all the great tools, articles, extra stuff the PitcherList offers on their website, PL Plus, PL Pro. Well, that'll do it, folks. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow, but for now, this was your Wednesday, April 26th edition of the First Pitch Podcast. Hope you guys have a great day. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.